0: Hello I'm Caroline and I'm Megan and this is the The
1: Songwriter Songwriter Diaries. Diaries. Our
0: guest today is Matt Hoffman.
1: Hi Matt.
2: Hey how's it going?
1: It's going well. Good. (laughs) So glad to have you on.
2: Yeah thanks Um, for having me.
1: Yeah thank you for coming. Um, You are a teacher at um, UCD Mm -hmm. and you're my teacher. Mm And it's so fun to have you on, um, and this was the first time I heard you play, which was super exciting.
2: Yeah, cool. Do you yeah, role reversal. I know. <laughs>
1: yeah, weird. <laughs> Why don't you play me your latest song? <laughs> um, can you start off by telling us just a little bit about, about yourself and what brought you to this point in your career?
2: Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> i could go like i could go i could talk for a long time i was gonna Um, say this is
0: the first question matt we're just getting started i know
2: seriously (laughs) um let's see i uh am from new mexico originally and um i moved to fort collins when my dad got a job when i was a kid and um is this what you want okay cool and um
0: (laughs) no you're doing a horrible job (laughs) like
2: like as a kid um i uh i was in music and stuff and in, in uh middle school I sang in choir and did like band and orchestra and all that stuff and then I did that all the way through high school Um, took lessons took drum lessons piano lessons stuff like that and then um, in college I studied composition at UC Boulder uh, and then uh, did a graduate degree at Indiana in music theory and then kind of decided that I was reading too many articles and not playing enough instruments and making (laughs) making enough art you know so I um, just came back here to Denver and started writing songs and formed a band called strange americans in 2009 and then um have been doing that for about 10 years and have a solo project called new mexican after my upbringing and then yeah so that's kind of where i am now and i teach i teach and play basically that's my living yes yeah
0: doesn't sound like a bad living that's pretty good yeah (laughs) i
2: it's it's been a long time coming it's not like i also have a biology degree so i did a lot of work in that field for a while. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's like, uh, I'm going to go get a job and then I'm just going to do that. And my path in the music business has been much different than that. It's obviously more like self-employed work, contracted work, um, finding work and, (laughs) uh, doing that kind of thing, you know? So, uh, it's a lot less stable, a lot more fun. Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's, uh, it's slowly gotten to this point now where I feel like sort of sort of comfortable and like, you know, respectable being a dad and uh, having this job, like be a real thing. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Awesome. very
0: cool. Do you just have the one little, little kid?
2: Yeah. I have a, a two and a half year old daughter, Amelia.
0: Mm, yep. I've seen pictures. She's yeah. really cute. Yeah. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I'll let her know.
0: <laughs> so do you have a consistent songwriting process that you go to?
2: Uh, Not really. Um, Probably like a lot of writers, I have things that I lean on or habits that I have. I always tell people, like my students, and uh, (laughs) in my classes and my one-on-ones, I'm like, it's great to be able to come at a song from all angles, whether it's lyrics or melody or chord progression or your instrument. But I typically fall back on acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of start there. Uh, But it's also been a while since I've really written a complete song. Um, I've been putting out material c- pretty consistently over the last, well, 10 years, but even in the last three or four years, i put out like a record or a, a some kind of release every year, but that's all old material. So I'm kind of going back to that creative cycle now, and I'm trying to be more disciplined in, I really want to focus on um, melody. That's really important to me. And so to me, if you're starting with a guitar, um, the melody really is secondary to that idea. Um, and so no matter what you start with something sort of secondary and if you can it's all got to work together right in, in the end but right. um, I think melody is just so important that I really want to try to start there melody and lyrics for me um, start there and then come to the arrangement uh, after that
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. interesting
2: yeah I always start
0: with lyrics mainly cool. because I'm yeah. horrible with chord progressions but I think it's so important to be able to like sing back your lyrics and sing back the melody to yourself and that'll make it a catchy song.
2: Yeah. I teach this thing in one of my classes. Um, there's this, so apparently Stephen Sondheim, um, has this test for his good melodies. Like if he can, he he like lies on his bed on his back. And if he can sing the (laughs) melody and it stands alone, then he's he'll use it. And if it doesn't, then he won't. And so I always challenge people to say, okay, just go sing your song is it relying on your guitar playing or is it relying on your band or whatever? And maybe it is, maybe it's not, but it's a good, good test, you know, to just see if the melody stands alone.
1: Mm, yeah. And I can almost like in the song that you played earlier that you all will hear in a little bit. Um, I can feel like you did that maybe cause I can hear the melody in my head still. Oh
2: yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: okay. So you're a professor at CU Denver Um, And you have so much knowledge to spread. Um, I'm curious to know something you've learned about songwriting through teaching and interacting with your students.
2: Yeah, I think maybe it's because I'm, you know, I'm sort of starting a family now, too. But um, I definitely am way more open minded now to uh, collaborations, ideas coming from different people, ideas coming from myself, even that I used to maybe say, oh, it's too pop or it's too not genre specific to me or whatever. I feel like I'm way more open to things now. And I don't know if that's just from like, I I, net, I don't listen to hip hop or like newer genres that, that the kids are listening to these days. <laughs> um, but uh, now I feel like I welcome everything. And maybe that's sort of a, a byproduct of, you know, being in a uh, a school where there's a lot of young musicians.
0: Definitely. I feel like I've even gotten that influence just from my peers. Yeah, and Listening totally. to their music and, Exploring new genres Mm -hmm. And even like with Megan I never would have Explored folk at all Mm -hmm. Not my thing Still kind of Not my thing But (laughs) I'm turning her (laughs) (laughs) And also like Hip hop and rap And stuff
1: Obviously don't do Those things but Yeah 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 Um What's the best advice You have That um For our listeners That are currently Songwriters You think
2: Uh Like a craft advice
1: Yeah Um
2: (laughs) I mean, my biggest thing, I, I think there are two things I would say that number one, in terms of process, I think it's really important that people have a flow. So if that means that you deliberately know I'm in this state of, of creating right now where I'm not being judgmental and I'm just getting pen on paper or uh, stuff to, to tape or demo or whatever, I'm just getting it out because I'm, I'm in this like discovery fun mode. Mm-hmm. I think you need to be aware of that and like nurture that. And then the editing thing can come later. Um right. And along those lines, I I personally like my buddy and I were watching my daughter, and he has a puppy. And we, were, we were totally overwhelmed this morning, but my daughter <laughs> was in her crib for like an hour, and so we're like, "Hey, let's go, like do stuff, Let's go do some music." And um, we just kind of came up with this idea, and like I intentionally plan not to listen to it for a long time. You know, I think people tend to be like, "Let's write a song and like get it done." And let's just like hammer it out and like push through. And I kind of, I used to do that, but I, I don't really do that anymore. I kind of like, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm going to come back to it when I have no idea. I don't even really remember what it was. And I want to be in that state when I'm listening to it and editing it. So, so I think having, for me, having that like flow state of, this is just fun, creative stuff. And then later sort of the discipline side, um, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, and there's one other thing. Oh, I feel like we always have to, in my class, in my intro class, I always say um, balance tradition and innovation, and that like manifests in a lot of different ways, so be aware of what came before you, and be aware that your listeners are aware of what came before us, uh, but then also you got to say something new, you can't just do exactly what somebody else did, and that, that could go for what you're writing, that could go for the listener's expectation of a chorus, the listener's expectation of song form etc uh, etc cetera, et cetera. like I feel like that's just everywhere in making music
0: yeah definitely I totally agree with that so you were talking about your editing do you have like specific ways you edit songs because I'm bad at editing songs
2: yeah <laughs> I don't I typically or historically I would say don't do what I was talking about a second ago because it has been a little <laughs> while since I've like really written something that's gone to recording and been a, f- a finished product. But um, I typically have been someone who I don't put it on my iPhone until it's like pretty good to me, you know. Okay. Um, so like I don't know really how to describe it other than I feel like I sort of edit along the way. Mm-hmm. And people talk about like doing a bunch of revisions and stuff, and I'm probably gonna start doing more of that, but I s- historically have not done that, yeah, there's like i i'll keep I'll work on something work on it that's not it that's not it that's not it. okay that's that's it, and mm-hmm. it's never it's not really like that's it that's a hit it's like <laughs> that's it, I guess yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh that'll do that'll <laughs> do, <That's> it, don't <laughs> wow, Shrek,
0: what a time. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, that's interesting because we talk about editing a lot in our lessons too. And that's something that I certainly do not do. Yeah. Go back, especially when I think a song is finished. Mm-hmm. I don't really go back and be like, well, do I actually like that line? Does it actually complement the song or is it just filler? So that's something I want to work on. It's really
2: hard because there's a lot of people think that there's something to be said for your first intuition. And I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. I think there's something like we're, we've all been doing music for a long time and we like sort of have a sense of yeah, I think this is right or, Mm uh, close enough or whatever. But there's also like a fatigue element of pushing through on a song. Mm -hmm. Like you're tired and like, I don't know how much time you guys have spent in the studio, but I mean, even that's like, you know, we did a week in the studio, in the studio Mm -hmm. in Texas and we were remote and we were not doing anything else. And we were just doing long days. It's like, dude, your ears, like you can't tell. Yeah. You know? So, um, it's hard because you, I think that's why collaborations and like co-writing, is so important to a lot of people and yeah. like finding the right producer uh, who can, who you trust and shares your aesthetic and your genre.
1: Um, I apologize. <laughs> 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 um, right
2: next yeah, to spear. <laughs> <laughs> but so that you can, you can really write and then you almost rest assured that that part of that editing process is in someone else's hands. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. And I, I've never really had like that relationship consistently with somebody but i have a lot of friends who've been successful doing that
1: yeah cool um who are some of your favorite songwriters right now and do you have any like specific musical influences
2: Mm. this is always i i have always said i'm gonna like write down five or something so that i always know what to say (laughs) because i feel like i just I, i listen a decent amount and i'm always like open to new things if i were to say some influences so i'll tell you people compare my music whether it's in strange americans or solo project they always compare me to bruce springsteen which mm. is kind of funny uh, yeah, it kinda um but uh i like never listened to bruce springsteen as a kid or anything uh, I, I do li- i really like his catalog i really like his his stuff um he's the boss <laughs> uh but yeah i don't he's not really an influence. i wouldn't say like directly i listen to a lot of like there's a tallest man record that came out. The one that was like, uh, arranged dark bird is home. I think is it's called Great album. that's like, I know where he was in his life. I know like the story behind it and that's a, like a huge album for me. Like I, I love every, every element of that in terms of songwriting, aesthetic, uh, music. So that's a huge one. Um, I'm, i listen I to big thief a lot. If you know, big oh, thief. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the rock side, you know, or, and then also on the songwriting side, because um, both Adrian Lenker and uh, Buck Meek have solo records that are really great. And they're both like great songwriters. So that's I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. But I typically tend to be in the like singer songwriter, like Americana. Um, I, I, do, I do listen to like some rock and roll type stuff, too. In Strange Americans, my, my main cohort in, in Strange Americans is, comes out of like classic rock and stuff. So I listen to that stuff, too.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's so beneficial to just listen to as much music as you can. Yeah. Get those influences. Yeah, for sure. Um, What are your future goals as a musician and songwriter? Drop in the big question. The million dollar question. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's changed a lot now for me. Um, I think my mind is really on sustainability more than monetary success or. There's a fine line because you can just go play free shows for the rest of your life and that doesn't do anybody any good. Then you can't really focus on your craft. So I'm always like trying to figure out how can I pay as many bills as possible doing music and then pay as many bills as possible focusing on the craft and getting better at playing shows and writing music and stuff like that. So I think I'm more interested in how do you make something last for a decade than I am in like when I went, so I I was in bands like young And I feel like everybody my age when I was in my 20s, like early 20s, people were like, I'm going to give it like a year. And if I make it, it's cool. And then if not, my parents are going to make me go to law school, you know, stuff like that. I I feel like I heard that a lot. And I was like, "Okay." And I've just always loved music too much to even ever like consider something like that. It's like, how am I going to just keep music in my life? And that's my biggest thing. And I think that if you can do that and you're really serious about it, then you'll find your path and you'll find a way to like make your musical picture come together. And again, it, 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 the people who really want to have a career in music, I feel like they find a way to hustle and like look over here for work and look over here for work. And sometimes it's not perfect. Like it's not the the best type of creative, like you have to play a cover show or like, you're I'm a, but I'm a songwriter. You know, you have to kind of do stuff that, you know, you have the long view of uh, just figuring out your picture. So I think sustainability is like the, the short answer. It's just like, how do you keep music in your life in a way that uh, it's just challenging, you know? Um, So that's, I guess, a little long-winded way of answering the question. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's
1: definitely, that's super valid. And I think that's really everyone's. I mean, unless you're like, I want to get rich quick. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that should be everyone's goal.
2: Well, so I will say, and I was thinking about this the other day. uh, So I spent 13 years in a a biology lab, like squirting stuff into tubes and like asking scientific questions. And like when I first started... The first year or two, I was full time and it was really cool. It was like, um, flexible work. So like if I want to take a day off and go do something else, then I could make it up the next day. And it was, that was really conducive to writing and being in bands and stuff. Um, but I turned around 13 years later of working after working full time, then working my way down to like a 50% job where Mm -hmm. I, I was working half time to pay my bills, but I was still, then I had half time to tour and like do other stuff. And I was like, man, I'm really good at biology. was like I didn't even really want to be I just wanted to pay my bills and I was like dude just by showing up every day for 13 years I got really good at at biology and I was like then that sort of it was like cool I was like this is a realization like if you do anything (laughs) whether you even like it or not you're gonna get good at it if you just put in the time and then so but that kind of freaked me out because I was like oh I got to start doing what I really want to do you know so now like my challenge is even like teaching sometimes teaching I, I, this year I've, or this, the last couple years I've sort of really embraced teaching more, but for a while teaching was like that thing that was like taking me from songwriting, you know, I was like,
3: yeah. now
2: I got to like spend my week prepping and teaching and stuff. But I feel like I've kind of found that balance of like, how do you, um, how do you put in like the 10,000 hours of Malcolm Gladwell, uh, 10,000 hours thing. How do you just commit yourself to putting like most of your energy into your craft? That's like huge. Just putting in the time. Um, And that's hard for people because you got to pay your bills. And I mean, it's hard for our band. Like it's hard Mm -hmm. for our band to like get everybody in a van because all five of us have different stories, you know, different bills, different things to do. So,
0: yeah. How have you balanced like touring with your band and working with them in any capacity with having a family?
2: Yeah, that's hard. That's hard for a lot of people. Um, I mean, my wife is super artsy and supportive and, Mm -hmm. We actually met in the music scene,
0: Oh, um, music love
2: Aww. yeah, it was great. Um, and then she actually sang with me for a while shes she's uh sings she's a great singer, and um so she just like wholeheartedly believes in art in this world, and uh that's a huge asset for our lives together and so she I mean, I'm not going to be touring 200 days a year ever. Uh, nor do I really need to or want to. Um, but, you know, I've put in 80, 80 show years and stuff like that, and, and it's worked. Um, and it's harder now that we have a, a child. and um, But we make it work, and my my folks are in town, so they help out. and Aww. So, yeah, the family's kind of behind it, and um, everybody's got to make it work in their own way. You know, I, of course, people who are making a bunch of money per night to play live don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, they bring their kids along on the tour bus or whatever. But I'm typically in a van with, four other guys uh, driving like three hours after a th- 3 a.m. loadout type of thing you know so we tour a little bit more rugged
1: yeah, yeah I'm sure having a two-year-old on a tour like that would wouldn't be, work would be rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well it has come to that time in the podcast where we get to hear you play um do you want to tell us about the song
2: yeah sure what? uh this is a song called half empty and it's an older song for me Maybe this might be like five years old. Um, But it made its way onto my solo record, uh, my New Mexican album from September of last year. Uh, And so I figured I'd play that one today. And uh, that's it. Yay! It goes a little something like this. Okay.
3: Got us holding on, holding out something. Get it over Put your glass down where you're coming from. you have half empty, it's relative, you know. The parts of you that I don't trust hesitating. Just a place in life. Relative, you know, the parts of you that I don't trust hesitate. Moving close, they break the walls by breaking bones, destruction. Bones.
1: I love that
0: song. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I can't believe that was the first time you'd heard him play.
1: I'm still shocked. I know. I meet with this guy every week and I
0: just Jeez, now man.
1: heard him. <laughs> I'm it's
2: crazy. Yeah, seriously. You're <laughs> keeping the
1: talent hidden.
0: <laughs> I'm making notes.
2: I'm making notes in your file right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having and me. And for being a great professor and
2: Oh, yeah. Asset. My pleasure.
1: <laughs> Source of knowledge. Yes. <laughs> the
0: pool <Sure>. of life.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> pool of life. That sounds unsanitary. I didn't, know, I, didn't yeah. know, I didn't know what I was trying to say.
0: What is that word? An oasis of knowledge.
2: Oh, That's nice. what I
0: was looking for. Oh. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should have been an English major. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. This yeah. is such a blast. My pleasure. Um, yeah. Really looking forward to hearing your new stuff. Because you're you're recording a little bit, correct?
2: Yeah, I'll probably release a 7-inch this year um, at some point, but I don't know about that yet.
1: Nice, mm-hmm. nice, excited,
2: mm-hmm. excited.
1: Well, thank you again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, here's to season two. Woo!
0: You can go to our website, thesongwriterdiaries.com. We have a website now. We're so professional. Designed by yours truly. <laughs> I know, I didn't do anything. <laughs> and I'm Caroline. And I'm Megan. And this is us signing off. Bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.